you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Today we are diving into a topic you may or may not have some opinions about, and that is using email marketing in your social selling business. We all know what it is, but why is it important and how do you get started? I connected with today's guest, Erin DeCure, founder of Sustainably Social, through Instagram. I love her humor and her sustainable anti-hustle approach to social selling. We also share an obsession for the best TV show of all time, The Office, which makes her even more awesome. Erin teaches social sellers the importance of automation in their businesses, including the area of email marketing. I promise you, email marketing isn't as intimidating as you might think. You most likely have some of the foundation in place. You just need to take action. Hello, Erin. Thank you so much for joining me on Directly Different. I'm so excited to chat with you about email marketing. This is so exciting. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. And yeah, like you, I am really excited to dive into email marketing because I feel like it's kind of an underserved area or undereducated on area. And yeah, I'm really excited to dive in. Yes. I was so happy that you said yes. And then we were chatting about the episode and it, the topic kind of just came up. You were talking about it in stories and I'm like, that's what we need to talk about. We need to talk about this because everybody needs to hear what you have to say about emails. So first to start off, tell us a little bit about you. Okay, sure. So hi everyone. My name is Erin DeCure. Um, I was born and raised in South Louisiana, but I live in Colorado now with my husband, my mom, our four dogs and a cat. Um, it's very uh, loud and busy here. We don't have any kiddos yet, but it is on the agenda. We are, we are looking forward to that in the future. Um, we actually moved to Colorado about five years ago, um, to help take care of my dad when he got sick. And, um, we just, we never left. We're still here. My husband is former military and he is now a full-time hip hop artist. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I joke all the time that I'm a stay at home rapper's wife. He's actually, <laughs> he's actually really good. He's on all the major streaming platforms. So he's been very successful in that. And I do network marketing full-time, but in part-time hours, which we're going to talk about here in just a bit. So I actually, I grew up playing competitive tennis. I played from the time I was literally three. There is a picture of me three years old <laughs> holding a tennis racket. Uh, so I played, you know, from a very young age, all through college, pretty much, I mean, almost my entire life. I'm 32 now. Um, and I would say probably 20 ish years of my life was spent playing tennis. I played at the university of Kansas for three years. Um, I played a year at the university of Louisiana at Lafayette. And I feel like I owe a lot of who I am today to tennis, to the game. 
and yeah, so, you know, once I graduated college, I got, I got into coaching. I actually coached tennis for a little bit. Um, then I discovered CrossFit. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of CrossFit, but I got really into that. I learned all the things I got certified. I started coaching. Um, I managed a gym for a little while. And then, you know, when my dad got sick, my, my husband and I moved to Colorado and we've been here ever since. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I just, I really love coaching and teaching and educating. I've always kind of been in one of those roles. So yeah. Oh, I love it. Now you'll have to share your husband's what's his Instagram handle. So those that are very big fans of hip hop rap can go follow him right now. (laughs) So I will say all of his music is clean. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't curse. He doesn't, we're conservative Christians. So we lean, lean towards that side, but his Instagram handle is at Andrew raps. That's it. Um, and his, uh, I guess rap name, I don't really, I, whatever, <laughs> um, is D dot cure D cure C U R E. And you can find him on all major streaming platforms. He also, I mean, maybe people know who he is, um, on TikTok. He has a very large following on TikTok for his dad jokes. Oh my. Uh, we do, um, a dad joke skit where, um, I ask him to go pick up something from the store and he comes back with like the very literal, like his literal <laughs> interpretation. Um, and that, that like really blew up on TikTok. And I think he's the bearded rapper on TikTok. I'm not 100% sure, but he, uh, he's, he's more of the social media guru than I actually am. (laughs) So if you guys like clean, wholesome, good music, that it still sounds good, then you guys should check them out for sure. I feel like clean rap, clean hip hop rap is a very small (laughs) section of the market, (laughs) but I I mean, he has, he has his people. He's found his people. That's so awesome. I love it. Yes. Okay. So you have been involved in network marketing for about five years now. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with that. So I think for most of us, um, we get into the network marketing industry to make more money, maybe spend more time with our families. So my story is not really unique in that way. I feel like, you know, pretty standard for me too. You know, I was managing a CrossFit gym at the time I was living in California, which is a pretty expensive place to live. (laughs) I was pretty much, um, operating this gym by myself because the owner actually lived out of town. Um, so I was working these long, crazy hours, getting up at four o'clock in the morning to coach. Um, you know, I'd coach the morning classes until about nine 30 AM, 10 AM. I'd already worked like a full day at that point. I would go home. I would do some work from home. I would take a nap before coming back around two. Um, then I'd coach, try to work out myself. It's funny when you, you know, work at a gym, you think like, Oh, all I'm going to do is work out. (laughs) I hardly had any time to work out. Um, I would, you know, coach all the evening classes, close the gym, clean the gym, go home, do it all over. And so I was working a lot and I really wasn't earning a livable wage. I would argue my mom was actually sending me money to like help me pay rent. And I actually asked my boss for a raise and I was ultimately denied one, which was, it's a whole nother story for another day. But, um, that was actually when I first started kind of looking around for like, okay, well, what can I do that wouldn't require me to go into an office? Because I was already so strapped for time. Like I really couldn't add much else to my plate. And that's when I first got into network marketing because of the flexibility that it allowed me. 
Um, and then of course, when my dad got sick, I was able to quit that job and move home. And I was still able to have that income while still staying home with my dad. And that was truly just such a huge blessing. So I was actually originally with a skincare slash beauty company for four years and really, really enjoyed that. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, I decided I wanted to change it up a little bit. And then I moved into the health and wellness space and I've been there ever since. Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. And you're right. It creates such time freedom, especially when we have big life changes, moves, you know, taking care of spouses or parents or children or whatever it might be. Having that flexibility is so priceless. And I love that. So over the years, of course, as you know, network marketing has, you know, it's, it's gets just such a negative reputation thanks to, you know, outdated methods that pop up that people are still coaching on that truly just feel inauthentic at at best really. So you started a program called sustainably social after noticing this trend in our industry. How did you come to start that? So whenever I got into network marketing, which was early 2017, um, I told myself that I would try to do things differently from the jump. That was always my goal. Um, you know, prior to me jumping in, I had had some experiences with a few acquaintances (laughs) over the years, like reaching out and asking me to, to join their company and buy their product. And I really just hated how that made me feel. So when I got into network marketing, I did not want to make people feel that way. And so I told myself if I was going to do this, I was going to do it in my own way. I was going to do it differently. Granted, I had no idea what that would look like. I had no idea what like a personal brand was. I just slowly started to build one without even realizing it. Luckily I had an upline who was just super supportive of that and really allowed me to step into my own and just try new things and do things in my own way. And, um, that kind of, you know, set me up long-term for how I wanted to lead people and just let people, you know, everybody's different. You know, I, I just feel like everybody's going to have a different way of learning things and doing things. And so for me personally, I knew that I did not want to bug my friends and family. (laughs) I didn't want to make my entire social media about, you know, my product or my opportunity. Um, so I, I did, I feel like I tried a lot of different things. And what I realized after years of doing this, is that even in 2022, there is really such a desire and such a need within the network marketing space to do things differently. And in, in your own way, I don't think anyone wants to bug their friends and family, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, what else can you do when you jump into something new? You have no idea what you're doing and you're being told this is what you have to do. You have to reach out to people. You have to invite them to a business launch and you're like, okay, well, if it works, like I'll do it. And I, and I do want to say to you, like, there's nothing wrong with inviting friends and family to a business launch. Like, like I said, it's not a one size fits all. Everybody's going to have a different way of wanting to do things. So I I never want to like knock anybody's way of, of doing things. But for me personally, what I noticed was that even though there isn't a one size fits all, it was only, there was only one method really being offered, right? There wasn't like an alternative method being taught. And like I said, I really believe that we are all just so individual. We're so different. We each have our own, you know, life experiences and we need different things, different trainings and different leadership. And I, there isn't a one size fits all, but it, like I said, it seemed like there was just this one size fits all being taught. And so that's when sustainably social was born. I just, I realized that people wanted a, 
a fresh way of doing things. And I couldn't really find a whole lot of like how to do that online. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to create something myself. Um, something that I wish I would have had years ago when I first started. And so that's how sustainably social was born. Um, I, I, I'm super proud of it. I'm obviously a little biased because I created it, but I'm now, once I came out and started, you know, sharing this information in a new way, I started finding other people who also taught like me and saw life like me and, um, you know, wanted to teach network marketing in a specific way. And that was similar to me. And I felt like it wasn't until I finally was like, okay, I'm going to do it in this way. It wasn't until I started doing that, that I started connecting with other people who were like me, which was, has been a huge blessing. There are plenty of uplines, plenty of leaders out there that, you know, want to teach things in a different way. You just have to look for them. You have to uh, be willing to step into that, you know, first and be willing to kind of lead the way. And then your people will find you. That's been my experience anyways. I love hearing that because my, the title of our podcast, my, of my podcast is directly different. And I had the same thoughts. Now I'm not in the, the coaching or teaching part of it, but I was like, there's gotta be other people out there like me who feel like the traditional old way of doing things isn't the way anymore. And we can do things different way and still have success. And so, like you said, it's just so great to connect with others who feel the same way. So will you tell us a little bit about your program, sustainably social what does it involve? Just to give a quick rundown for people who are like, okay, well, this sounds interesting. What is it all about? So sustainably social is an online course designed for the modern day network marketer. I've had my own experience with burnout and I just knew that there had to be a better way to go about doing things. One that would allow people to work smarter in, in, work smarter without having to give up time with their friends and family. Um, because here's the thing, you know, there's this kind of like mantra or saying within the space that, you know, if you just like put your head down and you just grind it out, you know, you can look up in five years and your entire life will be different. And, and maybe that's the truth. But what I will say is once that time is gone, it's gone. Like you don't get that back. Wait, like if you are a new mom, and you put your head down and grind for five years, your kid is five at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I just like, uh, not that I have children, but I did wake up. I felt like I woke up five years down the line and I was like, whoa, where, where did my life go? And so I really wanted to help people find a more streamlined way of doing things that wouldn't require them to be glued to their phone. Um, a way that, you know, doesn't require them to bother their friends and family, um, spam their social media. And so it's all about working more sustainably, working harder, working smarter, not harder. Um, and then of course, at the very end, which is the whole topic of our podcast today is all about email marketing how to automate your business and create systems that, uh, work for you without you. And so you can really just enjoy time with your family and in your life without having to sacrifice that one-on-one -on -one -on -one time. Yes. I love that. And contained kind of in that, you know, email marketing and different systems and things is this concept of automation that you teach in your course and you teach other network marketers how to automate their businesses. So why is automation extremely important to running a successful business. I know you've kind of touched on it. You know, the fact that we don't want to be glued to our phones 24 seven, 
What will you explain a little bit more in depth about that? Sure. So in my first few years of network marketing, I really focused solely on selling the products. I wasn't trying to build a team. It wasn't until I pivot pivoted to the health and wellness space that I really started focusing on growing a team. I just had no idea what that would look like. Um, and I quickly realized that, wow, there is a lot of work that goes into training someone new, teaching them all the things. And I was on calls all the time. I was in our team chats, in the DMs, just one-on-one. And it just felt like I was doing that literally all day. And it was fun at first, but then it got to a point where I was like, I cannot continue to do this. It just wasn't sustainable for me. Um, and you know, when you think about it, we really only have so much one-on-one time available before we cap out at a certain point. Right. Plus we have families, we have lives outside of our businesses or hopefully we do. I know for a little (laughs) while I didn't, um, and relying on -on one-on-one to build a business may work for a period of time, but it gets to a point that as your team starts to grow, you, you don't magically get more time or more white space in your calendar, um, as your income and your, and your team starts to grow, you, you need those systems that work for you and without you so that your business and your income can continue to grow. And the beauty of having those automated systems is that you can create the system once, right? You create the system one time, and then you set it to run for you and without you. So you can really have that freedom to live your life. You know, I am totally guilty of this, but I used to talk about network marketing as the answer to time freedom, but I was glued to my phone. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know if that's other people's experiences, but that was my experience that I was saying, oh yeah, I have all this time freedom to like do whatever I want, but okay. Well, I was on my phone all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm super passionate about helping other network marketers just work smarter in that way so that they can enjoy those moments with their family because life is happening now. Right. And, and like I said, even though, you know, you could put your head down and grind it out for five years, but you don't get that time back. You know, once that time is gone, it's gone. And so I really do think that having those automated systems are really important to like holistically living your life in a way that's like, you're building a business that supports your life, right. Rather than, you know, you building your life around your business, because it's just, again, it's not sustainable. I don't want to be doing this, you know, forever. And I definitely don't want to look up years from now. And my husband is like, where have you been? Life Mm -hmm. has happened. (laughs) We're old and gray. Where were you? He was over there rapping. Well, he's fine. He's fine. (laughs) He's living his life. Yes. Automation is so awesome and so needed and systems are something that I'm constantly reminding myself, okay, I should start a system for this. I need to set up a system. So will you tell us for those listening who might be listening to this? Like, oh yes, that's something that I definitely need to do. I need to be off my phone more, but still working at the same time. Will you share with us some examples of automation and or systems that you use on a regular basis in your business? Absolutely. So in addition to email, obviously, like I have everything on my social media, I try to direct everyone to, um, I have a, essentially a a free, what's called a lead magnet where people, you know, download it and then they get onto my email list, which, um, the system within email is really just three to five 
emails that are dripped out over a period of time that nurture, that educate, that add value, kind of introduce yourself, all those things. So that email is in and of itself one system that I use. Another example of a system that you could use um, is for onboarding. You know, say a new person comes into your organization and maybe you have a series of recorded trainings that you want to send out. I recommend using Loom to record those trainings, right? And then you take those links and if you maybe want to use text instead of email, um, there's a service called Project Broadcast um, that drips out texts in a very similar way to email, right? But it goes straight to the, you know, the person's phone. Um, So that's an option if you wanted to, you know, drip out your trainings or even just like you could automate your check-ins with, with new people using Project Broadcast. The system that I use for any new person coming on, I use a course hosting platform called Podia and it really just hosts like any course would, right? So you record all your trainings, you have them kind of in sections or modules and you can have that dripped out to them over, you know, week by week, once they finish the training, they have, you know, a week to, if you give them homework or some kind of assignment, then, you know, a week from when they first access that, then they'll get access to, to the next training and so on and so forth. So it does, it does the work for you, right? It just drips it out uh, week by week, training by training. I like Podia because it's one of the more affordable course hosting platforms. It also has email kind of built into it. If you wanted to use that in addition to, you know, any other thing that you wanted to, if you're going to be using project broadcast or an email service provider, but Podia is definitely on the lower uh, end when it comes to cost wise, but I still feel like it has all of the bells and whistles that you would need. Um, and that's something, you know, the, the automation part where it drips out, you know, week by week, I think that helps the new person coming on board because you're not like water hosing them with a bunch of information. It's slowly kind of just, um, dripping out week by week. And they can, you know, for me personally, I have homework that I give or an assignment, something that they can do for that week to move the needle, to get their feet wet, because I wanted to help people who had never done network marketing before. Right. So how, how to go about doing that without, you know, overloading them with, with information. So I think Pody is a great service for that. I actually heard about it from my friend, Lauren, who this, she's actually, um, I don't know if you know who this is, Tiffany, but her name's Lauren Chamberlain. She's yes. Um, okay. So you know who that is. She Mm -hmm. actually was the person who really inspired me to like, just, step into my own and, you know, try these new things. And she was the person that told me about Podia, um, for automating onboarding. Cause that was where I was really getting hung up. Um, was I was having all these new people join my team, which is not, I'm not complaining about that at all. It's not a bad problem to have, but I just couldn't keep up. I was regurgitating the same information over and over and over again. And I'm like, I can't keep doing this. Like I I have my schedule is I have 36 calls today. Like that's insane. I have no time for my life. And so when she mentioned that as like a way to kind of automate the onboarding, I was like, that's actually how sustainably social was born besides the initial idea of like, Oh, I need a more sustainable way to do business. It first started out as just an onboarding program for my new people. And then I was like, I think I could probably turn this in to something bigger to help, you know, more people, not just specific to my company. 
So yeah, to sum that all up, got a lot of, I got a little long-winded there, um, but Project Broadcast, if you wanted to use um, text messaging, Podia, if you wanted to use, you know, like a course hosting platform, if you're going to be recording videos, of course, you could do that via Loom, you could do it via Zoom and then upload to uh, YouTube and just uh, drip out the link, um, however you want to do that. And then of course, email which we'll talk about here in just a bit, but there are plenty of different areas within your business that you can automate, which I don't really feel like are talked about that much because when we think of our businesses, we normally just think of social media, but there are other aspects. Remember, we should be building outside of social media. I think that's so important to, you know, protect our businesses because, and we'll talk about this in a second, we don't own our social media, which kind of like leads into the next topic. Yes, I am so excited to talk about email marketing. And we were talking about before we jumped on the recording that email marketing is talked about when it comes to, okay, yes, that's how you communicate with your customers. You should be building an email list. But you were saying that it's not talked about a lot in the sense that, you know, you are able to reach just a broader audience using email marketing. So will you explain to us a little bit about that and why, why you think you're not hearing that very much out there? Yeah. You know, like you said, I think email marketing is usually thought of as a communication tool for communicating with your current customers, right? They've already bought from you, but I think it can be so much more than that, right? You can use email to automate your communication, your lead generation, your sales, even your onboarding, your coaching. I mean, there's so much potential there, but even deeper than that, so many of us build our businesses entirely on social media. And, uh, you know, I did this for a really long time too, but the problem with that is what happens if social media goes down or if Instagram or Facebook or whoever, whichever social media platform, they decide to lock you out of your account for whatever reason. Right. Um, and the reasons that people get locked out of their account are so silly. It's not like, you know, we were just talking about this. I was updating my highlights on my social media the other day. And I was now limited in doing stories. I couldn't do them anymore. Um, So it happens more often than you think, but we don't really think of protecting our businesses off of social media because we think, oh, well, you know, I've, I've done the work, right? I've taken the time to create content. I created this community, but our followers, I mean, even our content can be taken away at any moment. We don't have any control over that. Uh, We don't own our, you know, followers or our list or anything like that, the, the, the platforms own those things. Um, but email on the other hand, we own our list. Right. And of course, let's not forget how frustrating the algorithm can be. Right. Yes. Right. All this time on a post, right. For it to, to get five likes, right. Mm -hmm. Your Instagram content gets seen by less than 10% of your followers, I think is the statistic. And I think I read that an average engagement rate is 1.55% or something. I mean, that's a lot of social media content, like a lot of work that you're putting out for not a whole lot of return. Mm -hmm. Um, Because social media, those platforms dictate and, and decide what the user experience ultimately is, like what they're gonna see and what they won't see. And chances are with an engagement rate like that, they're not seeing your posts, but your email list, when you send out emails, it goes out to hundred percent of your list. Right. right. And I, I read that an average email open rate is 30%. So it's 
So that's a lot better than the engagement rate of 1.55%. Um, I also read that 61% of e-commerce customers say that email is their preferred method of communication because social media is really loud. Like it really is. There's information kind of like a water, like a fire hose, right? Like social media, um, there's just like all kinds of content left and right. And with email, when you're on the receiving end of that, we have a little bit of control over, you know, which emails we open, what we consume. And, um, if someone subscribes to your email list, you can best believe that they actually do want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so you can use that to your advantage in building relationships with people and educating them, helping them to solve a specific problem. And ultimately that's what builds trust with people, right? That's how, that's how you build your business is you're helping them to solve a problem for free. And so I think email marketing is effective for those reasons, right? Social media can be super frustrating, super loud, a lot of work for not a lot of return. And uh, I think, you know, the people who do ultimately get onto your email list, they genuinely want to be there. They genuinely want to hear from you. And so you can be really direct in, in communicating. And I think that's not something that social media allows. And I just don't think that the reason that we're not hearing a whole lot about email marketing when it comes to um, not just communicating with your customers, um, I guess in the network marketing space is what I, what I mean while we're not hearing so much about it is because it's just kind of like, okay, well, how do we do it? Well, you know, I mean, think about the emails that you actually open. It's usually because you want to hear from them. It's not because they're selling to you every single time. That's not what makes it email effective. Um, it's really that educational and kind of like the value-based emails. If they're going to help me to maybe make social media easier, or if they're going to help me to, you know, streamline my communication or whatever it is, I want to get that information. I want to hear that because it's going to make my life easier. And so I think there's just not a lot of knowledge in the network marketing space around email because no one really knows how to do it effectively or correctly, maybe. Um, I'm not, I'm definitely not an email professional by any means. I don't want anyone to think that I uh, am like the know-all on email. This is still, you know, I'm still learning, but what I have figured out is that it can be a super effective communication tool, um, not only to your customers, but also in other aspects of your business to automate your lead generation or, um, you know, automate your sales, automate your, and when I say automation, I don't mean just like set it and forget it. I just mean that you can set these systems up that, you know, work for you, but without you. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. And yes, maybe, you know, you're not a self-proclaimed email expert, but you're the one willing to jump in and try and see what's working and see what's most effective with people and then pass that information along to the rest of us. So we appreciate that so much. Well, thank you for, for trusting me to come on and, and give some information, even though I'm, you know, like I said, I'm definitely not an expert, but I think nobody's an expert when they no. first start. And so, yeah, I think we can all try some new stuff and it, it doesn't hurt to try something new. And that's kind of, I feel like what I'm doing, what I'm training, you know, people on my team to do just to think outside the box. It doesn't have to, just cause it's been done a certain way for so long. Doesn't mean that's the only way to do things. That is exactly right. So for those listening who are interested in jumping into email marketing, but they don't know where to start, what are the first few steps that somebody should take to get started with this automation system? So 
I would first take a look at your current content, the content that you were already probably creating on social media and just start pulling Instagram captions or ideas and expanding on them a little bit further, just to get a little bit more meat out of it to kind of serve as the basis for your emails moving forward. I like to think of each email that I write as an educational or informative Instagram caption, because if you don't like writing or like the thought of writing an email overwhelms you, you're probably going to come, you're probably going to come up against some resistance, but you've already probably done a lot of the work without even realizing it. Because if you're creating social media content, you have the basis to move forward with email, right? You can just repurpose those, flush them out a little bit. Emails don't need to be super long. Um, you know, the more educational and informative and straight to the point, I think the better. But again, if you're already creating content, you can just repurpose that. So I would suggest starting there and then, you know, maybe create a Google Doc or wherever you keep your notes and just create a series of maybe three to five emails or Instagram captions. <laughs> Like I said, I like to look at them as Instagram captions and just have those kind of prepped and ready. And then I would ask, I would ask yourself, what is one problem that my ideal person, my ideal customer, my ideal business partner, um, maybe that's the same person. What is that one problem that they are having and then create a lead magnet around that to solve that specific problem. And when I say lead magnet, I just mean of some kind of free resource. Okay. So that could be like a, a PDF, an ebook, a training, um, prompts, a checklist, a mini course. I mean, so many options for what that could look like, but the, the purpose of that lead magnet is one to educate and help your ideal person to solve a specific problem. And then in exchange for that lead magnet, that's when they give you their email. So the lead magnet is what you're going to start driving uh, traffic to essentially kind of like quote advertising, so to speak. And you, um, so the lead magnet is essentially what people will download and give their email in exchange for it. So once you have that lead magnet created, right, you already have your email ready to go. Now it's just a matter of choosing an email provider and email marketing is free up to a certain, you know, a certain number of subscribers or uh, whatever you want to call it. I personally really like uh, MailChimp just because I've used it forever. I don't really have a whole lot of experience um, with other platforms, but I, and there are so many options, but whatever you choose, make sure that, and, and don't overthink this. It doesn't need to be like, you don't need to sit there and, you know, sort through all the different email service providers, but the, the software needs to be able to um, create like a landing page or like an opt-in page for them to put their email in right in exchange for the, for the lead magnet. It needs to be able to send automated sequences and the ability to export your subscriber list. Say if you decide to switch providers later on. And I think this is the most important piece is that you have to, the most important piece is it has to be easy for you to use. <laughs> really is what it comes down to. Um, and honestly, most email service providers can do all of those things. But again, I really like MailChimp. It's really easy to build an opt-in page. They have templates. I'm sure other email service providers also have templates. Yes. So an opt-in page again is, you know, where they input their email in exchange for the lead magnet. 
So to sum that all up, I would just first figure out the content that you want to include in your emails, repurpose them from social media um, captions, and then figure out that one problem that you want to solve and just create a lead magnet around that. And yeah, make sure that you have your opt-in page and start driving traffic to that. So in Sustainably Social, I teach you how to automate all of that, but I'm going to be honest, you could probably YouTube the technical side of this um, if you wanted to DIY it. So don't feel like you have to, I'm not here to like gatekeep. You can probably find out how to create an opt-in page very easily if you literally just search how to create a landing page on MailChimp or whatever email service provider that you have. Um, So I think that's where I would start. Again, just kind of working smarter, not harder, right? Going to what you've already created. And like I said, I think that you probably have done the work already. You probably already have enough content to create a solid series of emails. It's just a matter of, you know, pulling it out of your content already. Yes, that's right. I love the repurposing tip because you talked about, you mentioned earlier that, you know, your followers, only 10% of your followers are seeing your content as is. So chances are 90% of the people haven't seen the content that you are repurposing and rephrasing and tweaking and putting out an email. So you don't have to worry about people thinking, oh, well, she said this two weeks ago. They're not going to, and even if they did see it two weeks ago, they're not going to remember. So I love that tip because like you said, it's about working harder. Sorry. It's about working smarter and not harder and using our content and having it work for us instead of having us be just a slave to our phones and trying to rack our brains for, you know, different synonyms of words and try to think of different things to say every time we look at a computer screen or a phone screen. So I love that tip. That's great. So that's such a good point too, Tiffany, that, you know, repurposing, I feel like people get all hung up on because they're worried. Oh, well, I, you know, said this in this way on this date. I mean, the chances of someone seeing the same thing twice, I mean, it's so slim just because of how social media works. And even so I feel like the most successful people on Instagram or on social media are the people who can say the same thing over and over again in different ways, the same, you know, message or concept. It's just kind of like maybe tweak just a little bit. I mean, I reuse the same captions all the time. Like, and, and I try to space it out for the most part, but my message doesn't change you know, like the, the idea behind all of my content is relatively the same. And so, yeah, I think, like you said, there's no need to try to, you know, create a new post literally from thin air every single time you show up on social media or an email, you already have all the content that you, you probably need. That's right. Especially to get started. Oh yeah, for sure. You've probably done a lot of the work already and not even, you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I love it. I bet everybody's going to be signing up for MailChimp after reading this or after listening to this. (laughs) I hope so. At least, I I mean, there are other email service providers too. Um, Off the top of, off the top of my head, um, MailerLite is a free, I mean, MailChimp is free too, but as you get more subscribers, the price, the price goes up. Um, But with MailerLite, I mean, again, I don't have a whole lot of experience with a lot of different ones, but I mean, there's Mailer light that's free. There's flow desk, there's, um, convert kit, there's all kinds of email service providers to choose from. So don't feel like MailChimp is the only option. I do feel like it's one of the oldest ones around, but mm. just cause it's old doesn't mean it's like, doesn't, you know, it's not outdated by any means. It's just been around for a long time. 
they just have had time to work out all the kinks, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> just like us. We're, we're figuring it out as we go. That's right. That's right. I actually have flow desk and I really like it. I like that one because it is, it, it, it was started by two women. I thought that was kind of cool. So they got me with that, <laughs> but Flowdesk has some beautiful, like template. They have beautiful mm-hmm. templates, the design aspect of it. Um, it's just really pretty. So if you aren't super design savvy, I feel like Flowdesk does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Cause they already have such beautiful, you know, templates available, which is, which is nice. And that's me because I need that help. I need help in that area. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> So to get really practical, Erin, let's talk about some specific ideas that you have for social sellers from any type of company. So what do you have for us? First of all, so many ideas for this, depending on the products that you offer, or if you want to um, maybe advertise the business side of things. So say, for example, you have a product that helps with focus. Okay. So your lead magnet could be five ways to optimize your productivity. And then you have, you know, three suggestions that are not necessarily your product, but just, you know, like productivity hacks or whatever. And then you add in whatever your product or products are that are going to help with focus. Right. Um, Another example is maybe you have a product that targets acne. Okay. So maybe you have a lead magnet that helps people um, combat maskne. Maybe it's three skin sins you want to avoid. And the three tips you need to up-level your skincare routine or five skincare habits that are ruining your skin or whatever Mm. it is, right? Something that's going to prompt them to download it. Somebody who's struggling with a specific problem. Um, maybe you have a specific hair product. So your lead magnet could be like three ways to get rid of an oily scalp something like that. Right. So if you want to advertise the business side of things, you could do a free training, really overviewing your company. Um, but also helping people to understand what it, what it looks like to build an online business. So you could title the training, how to launch an online business in 2022, or is network marketing your next business move, how to recession proof your business. Right. Um, so many different, you know, ways that you could go with this, just again, you want to figure out what the specific problem is that you're trying to solve for your, for your person and then create, um, create a resource around that because you want to make it super juicy, super helpful that your ideal person is going to want to download, not necessarily something that they could just go and Google, but something that's like, you know, unique to you educating them. You're passionate about solving that problem for them. So that that's kind of where I would start with that initial lead magnet and then go from there. Mm -hmm. I love those ideas. Those are very practical. Okay. Erin, this has been really informative and I hope really practical for listeners. So how can they get in touch with you and learn more about sustainably social or learn more about what you have to offer? And also you do a lot of free training just in stories. I know that this topic was something that you spoke about in stories and that's how we, that's why we're here today chatting about it. So how can listeners get in touch with you? Um, I know I was kind of ragging on social media a little bit, but <laughs> I really do use Instagram quite a bit. And then of course, email, but on Instagram, I have a few highlights that educate around, you know, specific topics that I've done kind of mini trainings on via stories. So like automation, email, um, you know, content tips, things like that. So if you wanted, you know, quick tidbits, you could go check, check those out. I also have a free training available, which 
when you opt in to watch that free training, you'll get subscribed to an email sequence that's um, going to educate. It's going to add value. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it adds value. Um, so if you're curious about what an email sequence could look like for your business, you can opt in to watch that training and just get my emails for yourself just to check out. So uh, my Instagram is at Aaron, E-R-I-N dot E as an Aaron dot Decure, D-E-C-U-I-R and my website. So I have much more in-depth content on my blog over there. Um, and that is just www.erindecure.com. And I have some other freebies and things over there, which of course all lead to more email. So that's, um, how you can get in touch with me. I'm in the DMS pretty regularly. Uh, I try to stay off of social media on the weekends. I encourage everyone to, uh, you know, take that time to just be with family. And yeah. So I, after my experience with burnout last year, I'm like, I got to, you know, stick to these boundaries and really uphold them. So yeah, that's how you can reach me. I love that you're seeing so much success with practicing what you preach. And I think that goes a long way with followers and listeners. And I, yes, like you said, people can just go onto your site or go onto your Instagram account and sign up for that email list just to see, like you said, just to see how it works kind of in real time. And I also take weekends off. I think that's really important. So I love that you do too. (laughs) Good on you. I'm proud of you. I know it's kind of, I know we were talking, I'm an Enneagram three. It's actually really hard for me to take the weekends off because my brain is constantly like, well, you you could be doing this or you need to do that. But I'm like, no, listen up, (laughs) listen here. I'm the boss of my own brain. I have to remind myself of that. And just really, you know, shut that off. And it's, even though it's hard for me to do that at the end of it all, you know, once the weekend's over, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so needed. That was so Mm -hmm. nice. And so even though it's hard for me, it's definitely well worth it for sure. Good. I love to hear it. Thank you again so much, Aaron, for being on the show. I'll put all of Aaron's links in the show notes. You can scroll down and click on those and follow her and see everything that she has to offer. So thanks again, Erin, for being on the show and for sharing so much knowledge about email marketing with us. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed my time and I am so appreciative of the message that you are sending to everybody. I think more network marketers need to hear what you have to say. So thank you so much for having me. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.